Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to OMG MotoGP Extra. Yeah, extra dose throughout the week of MotoGP chat with myself, Harry Benjamin, and of course, former Grand Prix rider and British champion Keith Hewin. And this weekend, MotoGP heads to Indonesia. And as they do that, Keith, officially, Marquez at Grassini. Officially. Yeah, officially. It's out there now. Grassini finally put it out there. Whatever those T's crossed and I's dotted are done, uh, they're... There was going to be an individual Mark Marquez press conference today. That's Thursday at the track. Of course, there are some hours ahead of us. So uh, at the end of the day, we're getting the news nice and timely here in the UK. Um, there wasn't a special one in the end. Honda made a request that he doesn't uh, obviously get too carried away with uh, what he says till the end of his contract. They have given him dispensation to ride the Ducati at the Valencia test after um, the final round of this year's MotoGP. That's a bit of gentlemanly etiquette. It's been allowed pretty much. There's very few people that have refused from a manufacturer point, point of view to another one, although these are exceptional circumstances because he jumped out a year early. Um, so you can imagine that Honda might be feeling a bit miffed. But he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be the gentleman that we know that he is and he won't be dissing Honda any more than he already has done. Um, and that's really only been where he's alluded to the fact that it's not going in the direction that he wants it to. All done now then. Uh, now we go with the, the nauseating social media things where, you know, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to see who's the first that said, I told you so. I told you I told you in bloody Timbuktu time back in, I don't know when that that was going to happen. Or I said, I wait for all the people that, that that are basically on their keyboards in their bedrooms telling us when it was supposed to have happened. And now we're going to, we, we now move into the phase uh, of, of predictions of when he's going to win uh, his first race. And of course, when he's going to win the next championship. Already I've seen somebody who's said he's going to win it by, by, by before the end of the season. Um, why do we bother with all of that? The fact is, the facts are the facts. Let's stick to the facts. Let's wait for the, the spectacle that we are going to enjoy. There is no doubt about it. Mark Marquez is on the bike that we expected him to go to this year. Um, what bike it will actually be next year, we won't really know until the season starts to what level of support the Ducati are there. They're they're over the moon, obviously. They've got the right man that they think on, on a Ducati as well. That kind of completes the circle, doesn't it, for Ducati? Eight bikes on the grid, 
now Mark Marquez, the the the, the superstar. Um, we can all have a bit of fun with this. I'm glad he's jumped ship. I think it's the right thing, and I'm looking forward to it, like the rest of the world is. Do you think there's now a sort of from both parties, Honda and and Marquez, like a bit of a almost a sense of relief now that it's all out there, it's done, everyone knows where they're where they're at. Everybody can start the you know put the plan in place, can't they? It's now time to move it. It's it's Honda have got work to do to get their bike back on track. If that's what they want to do, if that's their aim, then then they they they've got to start moving that forwards. Um, you know, there was a, a rumours about Miguel Oliveira and stuff like that leaving Aprilia, and again yeah, it came down to oh, he's got a solid solid contract. He, he can't leave us. Rah rah rah. Of course he can. You know these things can. I love contracts. Basically, all they do is they set out what the expectation is of both parties. But if there's a dispute in the middle of all of that, there's always a way around to getting it out because, as I've said so many times, there's no point in holding a, a dissatisfied rider to a contract if he's not going to give his heart and soul to that team or that that contract in the first place. And it's the same the other way around. If the bike isn't performing, the team aren't performing, they're not really moving it ahead like you expected it to. It's not a matter of contract. It's a matter of having happy, fast people on both sides of the manufacturer and rider fence. It's uh, So at the end of the day, contracts are great because it sets out the stall, but they can all be broken. You know, that's... Just... Do, you, do, you, um, do you think Oliveira would, would be the, 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 the good call to go to Honda? Do you think that would be good for him? Hang on a minute. Let me think about this. Let's leave a team that's on the ascendancy to one that's having a real struggle. No, I don't think so for a second. <laughs> I think what he would use it for, or his management would use it for, is a nice little negotiating tool mm. um, for a little bit of extra bonus or cash or, or 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 a bit more, you know, keep me happy or I will go or I'll attempt to go or I'll cause a bit of a rift in, in the team. So I think, you know, everybody's going to be, this is business. Everyone's going to be using everything to, to to their best advantage. That's the whole name of the game. Don't don't get angry about it. Don't get, you know, pissed off about it. That's, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we're talking about a top-line sport here. You know, cutthroat um do what you need to do to get on um it's not always pleasant but it's pretty entertaining from where we're, we're sat yeah well myself. it is all done and dusted I love myself so i could make all them i can make all those predictions and all those things from my sofa here without <laughs> even having, even the old, old injuries don't hurt at all when i'm opening my mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh that's why we love you uh it's all done and dusted though now uh marquez the brothers basically team marquez next year uh at grassini all confirmed um let's look ahead then so. shall we to, to... i told yeah, you oh, so don't you start don't <laughs> you start uh let's look ahead to indonesia shall we mandalika uh back there uh again this year um and actually we've got uh an air bassinini's back and it's a full set. everybody yeah. who started the season um in fact sunday will be the first time that everybody that's supposed to have started the season Starts the season. Um, How uh, we mad is had that? A, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Honestly, what can you say, though? <laughs> so we've got everybody back in MotoGP. There's a few. We'll go through the, the, the changes in Moto3 and Moto2 in a moment. Remind me of that because I've, I've obviously got them listed. I don't like doing homework yeah. if I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'll remind you. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and Songkia, of course, returns. I mean, Sorry, I'm jumping to Moto2. We'll talk about Somkiat in a minute. But yeah, all the MotoGP riders are on the grid that should be on the grid at this moment in time. I mean, the collarbone uh, that that, uh, Bezeki got broken, you know, like collarbones, you know, strangely enough, I've never broken a collarbone. Everybody I know that's ever been in motorbike racing has got busted collarbones, but I I never, ever broke one. Um, So it's a strange thing. But 
everybody that I know that has had a broken collarbone has been able to get back within two, three, four days. There's not really much of a complication to it. it quite often, the screws and the, and, the, and the bits that they stick in there, if you have it operated on, um, are stronger than anything else. I think the, the, probably one of the most famous ones was probably Lorenzo busted it and then went back to Spain, got it fixed, and then came back and raced at the weekend. Um, at Hassan, if I remember rightly. So y- you can do it. Um, the, the slightly more complicated side of things, I think I alluded to it in the podcast over the weekend, was that um, when you've got a long flight, it's still quite painful. Obviously, you've got invasive surgery. You've been split open and, and, you know, and screwed back together. So as light as we like to make of that and how bulletproof these guys always seem, that is pain. You know, if you've got a bloody scratch injury or whatever it is, um, yeah, it lasts for a few weeks. Well, you imagine what it's like when you've had a dirty, great knife cut through there and they've had to fiddle around with a bone and screw it back together again. Um, so it, it, all of these minor surgeries are actually still quite major from a, from a pain point of view. And then you've got a long old flight on the way out there. It's in the middle of nowhere, Mandalika. It's not really developed that much out there yet, and it's a long way from anywhere sensible. Um, and you've got the possibility of infection. You know, the infection are, is the biggest worry about any surgery, really. Once the surgery's been done successfully... Surgeon goes, yeah, it all went perfectly well, but then you disappear out the, to go to wherever you go to. And if you get an infection in the wound, that is a problem. Um, so you've got those kind of things to, to still concern yourself with. You've got to look after yourself still. Um, but I expect everybody to re-race in this weekend. A collarbone isn't, isn't something that's going to stop someone from racing. Um, and the pain normally is manageable um, in the circumstances. So everybody on the grid for the first time this year in the big race in the uh, main Sunday race. Well, go on then. Let's get, let's get to your homework. Moto2, Moto3? Oh, uh, Moto2. I mean, obviously, I have a fairly large Thai connection here since having lived there and, and so on. Um, but the, the point being is that Somkiet Chantra won his first race, Thailand's first Grand Prix win, actually, here last year. And he's just come off the back of a win in Japan. So Somkiet's going to be pretty keen on uh, making that work for him again and looking for his third run. Let's have a look and see what we've got on the entry of this for Moto2. We've got Lorenzo Baldazzari back, another world champion is back, who's replacing uh, Celestino Vietti at uh, Fantic on the Calix uh, Moto2. Um, in Moto3, Niccolo Carraro is replacing uh, Romano Fanati. Uh, Noah Detweiler is replacing um, David Salvador. Um, and we've got a wild card in Moto3, Arby Aditama uh, on the Honda Team Asia machine. He's a wild card. Running a 93. I like that. There's a man with ambition <laughs> and uh, so on and so forth. Dare you, yeah, back in the day, we didn't used to run a number seven or something along those lines. Then it became, obviously, yeah. then later on in life, you had the, the number 46. Like You wouldn't, wouldn't really want to be running the 46, just in case expectations were a little bit further on than uh, than 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 is reality but there you go that's just me slightly yeah. superstitious uh, bold ambitions we love to see it um, uh, the other thing a, that's a, very a... interesting uh, this week harry if i might say in, in this last week is world superbike have come out with these new uh, weight rules and so on and, and fuel flow rules and so on and so forth you might not have been following it but the only re- the only reason that i've i've picked up on it really is because you know it's been something that everyone's been banging the drum about in MotoGP for a long time we've got weights uh, minimum weight limits in Moto3 and Moto2 combined, that is, with rider. But we don't have that in MotoGP. The main reason for that is, is horsepower-wise, it, it's not really as big a difference as you would have on lower horsepower bikes like Moto3. A, a kilo or two on a Moto3 bike makes a massive difference. Um, a Moto2 bike to a lesser extent, a MotoGP bike to a lesser extent still. Um, but the big arguments have always been, you've got people like, you know, 
Petrucci at one end of the scale at 78 kilos and Danny Pedrosa at the other end at 54 kilos. Um, those kind of weight differences in any kind of racing scenario where you've got to accelerate those extra kilos and then decelerate those extra kilos and manage those extra kilos, making a massive difference on tyres. And as we know, when they're all running the same tyres pretty much is how you manage those tyres and weight makes a difference. So all of these things mm. are in the melting pot, but it's been a long time coming. Um, in World Superbike, they've called it the Bautista rule because obviously they're trying to penalise... Well, are they trying to penalise Bautista? Bautista's talent... The best thing that Bautista can do when these weight restrictions come, of course, is blitz them all next year on the Ducati as well. Um, but there is no doubt that a lighter weight man accelerating that through uh, gives the motorbike a bit of an advantage. Um, there are other things where you could say that the, the Danny Pedrosa of this world couldn't spark up, couldn't light up the front tyre, for instance. He couldn't make it work as well as a slightly heavier rider. And that was a restriction for him in MotoGP. Sorry, I keep jumping from World Superbike to MotoGP, but... Um, anybody listening that's been following this stuff, um, World Superbikes have now done it, or they propose it for 24, that we've got um, fuel flow things for 25 coming through. These things, don't forget Dorna are the overall owners of World Superbike. So keep looking to the sides, chaps and chapesses, because the fact is, is that, that MotoG... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. GP will be looking. We've talked about it so much before, haven't we, Harry? In as much as that, if they're going to bring back MotoGP from the technological edge and therefore um, try and restrict the speeds and so on that these bikes are doing, they're going to have to do the same with World Superbike, or World Superbike is going to be faster than MotoGP in the long run. Um, so these restrictions, I think, are indicative of where we're going with MotoGP later on because Dorna know that they've got to. You, you cannot have a production-based series that at some tracks is going to be as fast or faster. Um, we have had it in the past. I seem to remember that, was it Stevie Islop who held the lap record, the outright circuit record at Donington Park um, over and above the Mick Doohans of the day on 500s, 500cc Grand Prix bikes. I'm fairly sure it was it was Izzy who had the, the outright circuit record. Well, we can't go back to those days. We can't have prototypes being beaten by production road bikes, um, however modified they are. So... That is the issue, I think, and that's the reason why I'm kind of highlighting it today. We need uh, we need a World Superbike podcast, don't we? That's the answer. That's the answer going forward. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh, we're so bloody busy <laughs> on this OMG podcast at the moment. Now, I don't know if we've got any more time for it, have we? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we won't get you. We'll get some other people. 
You're out of a job. Um, look, before we round things out, there's a couple of uh, questions that have come in off the back of all the various things we've spoken about. In, we've done quite a lot of podcasts in the last week. Um, and we spoke about Yamaha. I believe you were um, again, with Matt Oxley. That's the last episode we did. Well worth having a check out of that, by the way, if you haven't already. There was a bit of Yamaha chat there. Um, Bishop has asked, um, is the best thing Yamaha can do get rid of Lynn Jarvis and create a new European team? Well, the Lynn Jarvis fact has baffled me for some years, as you probably know from my... I don't want to be disrespectful for someone like Lynn Jarvis. He's done a lot of good in his time. But I think the key to that sentence is in his time. I think all teams only benefit from pushing forward. I think that there needs to be change at the head. You know, you've, you've seen Delinea, what he did when he came into Ducati. Yeah, Ducati had won World Championship in the hands of Casey Stoner. Got a motorbike that wasn't going where it should be going bringing Delinea and things started to change. I think that they must look at their management. The management must fall in these circumstances. If they're not performing, there's reasons for that. And they've got to look back down through the management train and find out that I, I will not be disrespectful of someone like Lynn Jarvis. I, I know I take the mickey a little bit out of him, the way he pouts and all the rest of it and, and says all the right things. He's a proper politician, Lynn Jarvis. And Eric the Sainz, the guy that I was slightly disrespectful about, uh, the European head there as well, coming out with the PR speak that he came out with at Le Mans and all the rest of it. It's all old hat. We need to be moving on. Yamaha need to be moving on. If they're serious about it, yes, they need to bring in Rivola, Delinea, and so on and so forth. The same could be said at Honda. Alberto Puig, is he still the right man to be be doing the job he's doing? And, you know, These things need to roll over. There's a lot of very exciting, dynamic, young, up-and-coming crew chiefs and the like that are out there in MotoGP and beyond. Um, and I think, yes, in answer to Bishop's question, Yamaha do need a change at the top to make it filter down, in my view. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Bishop, for that question. Um, the never-ending plot line continues when it comes to Yamaha and the Japanese manufacturers. Um, Tony has emailed us, omgmotogp at gmail.com. Hello, all. Uh, if this year's championship did not include the sprints, we would be talking about Jorge Martin as the new leader with 205 points to Banyaya's 201 and Bez being 10 points off the lead on 195. I am starting to have second thoughts on the sprint races now, as the initial madness has ebbed away recently, coupled with how it's skewering the points. Do you think that the sprint format may require a revision come the season's end? My personal opinion is no. Um, I don't think so. I think that we've seen all this before when, when people jiggle around with points, haven't we? I mean, let's go back to British Superbikes. There's a good example, BSB. So Leon Camia won the championship by mid-season. You know, he had such a cracking early part of the year. Leon Camio, remember Leon Camio? Great rider till he broke his leg at Cadwell Park. And uh, obviously still a great rider after that, but just not quite the man that he was headed to be. Um, and I think that Camio's massive lead in the year that he won it, um, it was a conversation that I had with Stuart Higgs, uh, MSVR race director, series director, um, back in the day when I was doing NASCAR, <laughs> believe it or not, for Sky Television. And they have a massive series that runs for like 40 weekends of the year. And they have a thing called The Chase at the end of the year, which became our you know, shootout or whatever it is for BSB, effectively. Not to be Look, confused with the Bradley Walsh primetime show. Well, we, had, we have a, a race to the chase and then a chase to the cup or whatever it is um, in NASCAR because they didn't want it to be all over by the final 10 rounds. You know, you've got 40-odd races. Mm. So what they did was they had 30-odd races that sorted out 10 blokes who could win the championship at the end of the day, and anybody that wasn't in the top 10 was the winner of the also-rans. 
um, in NASCAR, that is. And, of course, what happened is with, with, with BSB, they adopted a similar thing where you had a shootout at the end over, over however many races it is, and now they jiggled the points a little bit more. My point is, is that whatever the rules are, whatever the circumstances are, that's what you play to. Now, that's down to management as much as anything, working out whether winning uh, sprint races is, is the main goal of the weekend or the main opportunity of the weekend because you haven't got a bike that does the longer distance on the Sunday. You've got one that works better on the Saturday. I think it adds technicality to a weekend that I quite like. The downside is, of course, is everybody's knackered. They're all worn out. We've got no time for, you know, free practice is no longer free practice. Free practice is just a qualifying session to qualify. And then you've got to qualify to be on the front end of the grid. Then you've only got the first two corners of the first two laps um, to actually make the passes before your tyres are, are, are too hot or worn out or whatever it might be. You know, we, we've got a frenetic situation going on here. Personally, where I see next year changing is we need to bring uh, more of, uh, of, of free practice back. You know, truly, we need more track time. Um, just a little bit more room. 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. You know, rider parades and stuff like that. Just, a, you know, great, wonderful. Let's have a you know, pay a bit more money to have the red arrows fly over or something or do something like that. Give the riders a bit more time on the track to do their job um, rather than have these bloody silly, you know, presentation moments where people are driving around on the back of a truck or, or down in pit lane and all the, you know, the, I, I know I'm going to get slammed for this because it's for the spectators. But at the end of the day, safety is an issue at the moment. And not having Moto3 and Moto2 having their warm-ups and stuff like that, I'm wholeheartedly against. We must have those kind of things back, in my view, from a safety perspective. Everyone bangs a drum about safety. And hang on a minute, we've got no warm-ups for Moto3 and Moto2 on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's not quite right. It definitely needs jiggling. But do we, do we lessen the, the impact of, of sprint races? No, we don't. I think sprint races are here to stay. And they're a wonderful spectacle, makes great television. And everybody's, you know, got into the mode where they're managing it a bit more now. So the the, the frantic first few rounds this year have now gone and we're all now in that management stage of things. So I think 2024 will be uh, pretty cool. Now, well, uh, thank you, Tony, for your question. Um, well, let's see what Indonesia brings this weekend. I've just had a look at the weather and it looks like it's going to be okay for race day. Um, obviously, last year it was rather wet. Um, what what can we expect both on and off the track for this weekend, Guy? Well, let's, um, if it rains, let's bring back that lady who can stop the rain, shall we, again? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. was magnificent. The belief that she can stop the rain. It's going to stop eventually anyway. And of course it did. So she was a winner. <laughs> but, but it was a fantastic, I mean, it, it, culturally, um, the belief in things is just, well, I, it's brilliant. I love it. I, I love different cultures around the world and the things that people believe in. And having a shaman on the, on the, the grid to stop the rain was just something spectacular. So I'm going to miss that if it's sunshiny all the way through. I'm a bit jealous because I keep getting pictures coming of people on the beach at the moment and all the rest of it, and it's just started to bloody rain here, and it's miserable uh, here in the UK. Um, uh, but I will be going down to Brown's House for the BSB, whether it rains or shines. So I'll see you there if anybody's down there. You can ask me ask me questions then. But, I, I mean, I hope it's dry. All riders, all racers, teams as well to an extent, want it to be dry. Yeah, there are riders, that obviously, and teams that, that have set up for the wet, and they can they, – they're – sometimes better in the wet zarko used to be that case perhaps you would think you would get something sparkling and special out some riders in the rain um but most want the consistency of it being dry most most want that 
I think across racing, whether it's four wheels or two wheels, I think we all want to get up on the morning, see the weather as it is. It's consistent, stable through three days of, of, of testing, qualifying and racing. And we know where we all are when we're on the plane on the way home then. Yeah. In terms of um, of the form book, is there anybody that's standing out for you that could go quite well here? Well, I mean, again, I, I think the way the form book is, you know, the Jorge Martins of this world are, it's, he's a boxer that gets off his stool and comes out swinging, doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that right now, I mean, he, he, perhaps you could say he was a bit fragile in the past. You know, he'd always get himself injured here and there, but at the moment he's looking pretty strong. Somebody made a good point to me the other day in a, in a kind of subtle and slightly piss-takey kind of a way. Um, perhaps if um, if Bang Nair hadn't been run over by a KTM just a few weeks ago, he might be on slightly better form, which is not a bad point and brings us back to the collarbone issue. You know, like when you've had something as big as being run over by another motorcycle in the middle of the track, it tends to just fiddle a bit, not consciously, but certainly subconsciously with your head. He's probably not on the best, the very peak form that we might expect from Bang Nair. And so therefore, he can make that extra step at any stage so oh, hey, Martin might look like the boss of the minute but you never quite know when someone else is suddenly going to rule the roost and if we have an injury anywhere if we had any kind of action that 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 happens in these next half a dozen bloody races um you know the whole thing could still be tipped on his head I mean Bezeki seems to be out of it now but you just never know mm-hmm you never know. And that's the name of the game right now in MotoGP. Um, that's it. We're out of time for extra this week uh, in the build-up to Indonesia. All the track action gets going. Uh, well, we're recording this on a Thursday, so it gets going tomorrow. Um, we'll be back on uh, Monday or Tuesday, depending on how quick we are to look back at it all. Um, thank you very much for all your comments, queries, and questions. Keep them coming in, as always, in the comments section on YouTube. You can tweet us at OMGMotoGP. We're also on Instagram. Uh, and uh, the email address is OMGMotoGP at gmail.com. And there's so much on the channel to have a look at if you haven't already. The most recent episode with Matt Oxley. Uh, and, of course, part one and part two of Keith's Down the Pub chat with Carl Fogarty. Still very much worth a view um, if you haven't done so already. But in the meantime, from myself, Harry Benjamin, and from Keith Hewitt, we shall see you next week. Enjoy the track action, either in Indonesia or whatever you may be watching this weekend. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.